This is the Book of Boba Fett After Show. I am Boba Fett. Speak freely. <laughs> nice. Welcome nice. everyone to Rodian Radio. Book of Boba Fett After Show number one. can't tell I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. He is. He is. I remember he was texting me the whole time. Yeah. On the show. Yeah. I, woke I was up. like, I'm right there. <laughs> no, I, I know what I said. I'm not one of those people that's going to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch it. But oh, I yeah. did. I did. I had to. I couldn't sleep. He was capping, ladies and gentlemen. He was capping. I couldn't sleep. But, uh, no, welcome everyone to another episode of Rodian Radio. This is uh, the first after show of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, premiered December 29th, 2021. Um, if this is your first time listening, we really appreciate you tuning in and checking out our show. Uh, if you're a long-time listener, been with us from the beginning, we really appreciate you still sticking around. Um, uh, hit that subscribe on our YouTube if we can get, uh, we're doing a giveaway for one of our Wolfpack hoodies. If you can, uh, if we can get our YouTube to 100 subscribers, we will be giving away a free Rodian Radio Wolfpack hoodie to one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram at Rodian Radio Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PC Rodian. I think it is. Yeah, PC Rodian. Um, really trying to grow our social medias so we can get more content and stuff out and everybody can be in the loop of what we're doing, what's going on, when we're doing our uh, shows and all that stuff. But uh, like I said in the past episode, we're not going to be doing news or anything. These after shows are going to run from here until the last episode of the Boba Fett series, which is, uh, I think, February 9th, I believe is the last episode. So um, that's what we're going to be doing. Now, uh... Kind of giving everybody a little bit of time to, uh, I guess I better introduce my co-host here. I got Danny with me. Um, <laughs> He's like, I just got Danny. Can you just explain the half yeah. of the half? Well, of you gotta forgive me. This is the first episode we're recording early in the morning. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm still half asleep. But, um, no, uh, what I was saying is, uh, what was I saying? I done lost my train of thought. Uh, you're saying, like, we're only gonna be doing, like, the... Boba Fett until like the end of the shows and then he was saying like thank you everybody like uh like listening you know new followers and also as well we really appreciate it and then also like you're saying like you should better introduce me blah 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 you know recognition you know? yeah but I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought <laughs> he did oh okay all right so. yeah I, now I remember all right so what I was gonna say is um, we've kind of given everybody a couple days to let this episode sink in and let all your uh, emotions and excitement and criticism and whatever you got uh, kind of fade away. That way you can listen to this show and have a more clear understanding of the episode instead of your first initial thoughts. Because if you're like me, I have done seen this episode about five times. Um, and each time just gets better than the last. So at Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the show here. Um, Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, 
First thing off the bat I noticed was there's a new soundtrack for this series, and it sounds more New Zealand type music, which if you know Tim Morrison is actually from New Zealand, so yeah. I think that was pretty cool. But that's the first thing that I pretty much picked up on. I'm like, yo, this is not anything we've heard in The Mandalorian. This is completely new. Which, if I'm not mistaken, they have a new uh, a new composer for this show than they did The Mandalorian. It's not the same guy. Okay. Oh, it's so loud. It sounds so loud on your end. Like the echo I can hear. Okay, there we go. Nice. So I was saying, how can you hear the echo? I've only got one device. <laughs> no worries. Um... So, continue, continue. So, uh, like I said, I've done watched this episode five times, and uh, each time I pick up something different. The fifth time I watched it with the subtitles, I highly recommend doing that because you can pick up stuff that you didn't necessarily catch. Um, I've got a whole page of notes here, and my notes are in order from the first scene all the way to the last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... uh. Let me write this down real quick. What you got on notes, Danny? How far did you get? Honestly, from what I took, I think... Like, do you want to go in order, or do you want to, like... Yeah, we. I was uh, going to go in order and go as the episode went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we should start with... Um, good order, because I, I have, like, just... Because I remember, like, most of it, but there were, like, certain things that stood out. First of all, I like to mention... There was a rhodium in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact. I've got that wrote down here. So you have no idea what I was feeling at 3 a.m. when I seen a rhodium. I was like, you know what? They heard us. They did. Disney, Lucasfilm, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Tim Morrison, whoever, if you're listening, we really appreciate it. And I want to be on one of these shows. Please email me at Rodian Radio Podcast. Or PC, PC at gmail.com. Please email me the location to show up, and I'll be there. He would. I would be there, and I would be there two hours early. He'd be glad to play the snitch. (laughs) Yes, if you would have said, if I would have got an email that said Lucasfilm, or whoever, Robert Rodriguez, or whoever, Mm -hmm. we need extras in this show. Would you be willing to play a Rodian? You better believe I would be there the next day. Like, I would call out of work. <laughs> I would call out of work. I'd be like, yeah, I can't make it. Something's come up. And it's a personal issue. Because it would be. It's a personal dream of mine to wear that Rodian suit. On set. On set. And a Tuscan suit. I would like to wear a Tuscan too. So, um... All right, so let's get in here. Um, so, from the first scene, we see uh, we see the 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 pan of Jabba's palace, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I've never seen Jabba's palace so empty before. Like it's it's just so it's dead. It's just the hollow version of its shell. Yeah, and uh, but when we uh, when we get to the view of Boba laying in the the back to tanning bed. <laughs> Um, we see, um, like, I don't know if you caught it, but it's one of those blink and you miss it moments. Over in mm-hmm. the left side, there's a, there's an armor stand, and it's got his armor standing up on it. It's yeah, like, like, a, like a samurai. Yeah, like a samurai. I thought that was very, very neat. Like, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. 
Mm-hmm. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, "That's a. I'm pretty sure that's a reference to it. Some sort of samurai mm-hmm. deal." And then we uh, we get the flashback. You know, I've been listening to a few other shows and podcasts that have been reviewing this episode. And uh, I think I think the first night, the one I saw the most was the Star Wars theory guy. Uh, I was listening to uh, Rebel Force Radio. Shout out to Rebel them. Rebel Force Radio. Nice. Um. One of their callers called in and called them Flashbacktas. Flashbacktas. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, Flashbacktas. But, uh, no, so when we're, when we're uh, seeing him have his flashbacks, the first flashback we get is Camino. And mm-hmm. to be honest, when I saw Camino, I was like... That was pretty cool. A whole, no, no, there's no way that Disney just put Camino in here. In a live action film, there's no way. No way. But they did, and and it's got Slave One sitting up there, and it's actually Jango Fett's Slave One, which is mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then uh, we get to the arena in Geonosis, and uh, we see uh, now that clip of Young Boba is actually, I heard that it was actually a it was a real clip back from two thousand two, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was like a a reshoot clip that they didn't use in the final movie. Okay, and so. Uh, but the the other shot where Boba's where you see Jay, where it's got the little over shoulder view of Boba looking into Jango's helmet that is a new shot. That's a, that's a new shot that they did for this series, and you can tell it by the camera lens. It's got the Mandalorian camera mm-hmm. lens on it. I mean, the Mandalorian's got a different camera aspect yeah. of the way that they shoot their shows. But that was a new shot. I thought that was really cool, and it, and seeing Jango Fett's helmet in the Mandalorian style camera was awesome mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's the first scene you got anything to break down with that it was good that they did a flashback to Camino in episode 2 cause it was I guess it was when Boba was introduced as a character mm-hmm. and and then like they I could tell they were reshoots and re- non-reshoots at the same time like some of them weren't and some of them were because i was like i don't really remember that one being there but at the same time like it could possibly be like like a cgi or like a face thing like what they well do. you know with us having flashbacks as far back as episode two it makes me wonder what all we're gonna see because obviously from episode two up until the sarlacc pit there's a huge big store there you've got the clone wars you've got empire strikes back You've got a new hope. What he was doing in a new hope. You've got what he was doing at the time the empire rose. I mean, yeah. you've got all this story to tell, and I think throughout this whole season we're gonna see flashbacks in each episode. Definitely, but if they can't, my worry is that if they overdo it, if they show flashbacks or like tell, like too much of the past and not of the present like what's going on present boba because i i feel like that's the direction it's going to go into because like right now boba fett is like handicapped and yeah well i've got got that down we'll get to that when we get there because (laughs) yeah i've heard mixed emotions about that but yeah like i'm not hating on it it's just that like that's that's i feel like that's kind of the direction like a lot of flashbacks which i don't mind because we need to to have fillers, more fillers of the past. 
well, isn't that and like, especially in Star Wars because there's so many things going on. Like the only issue I have with that is not really an issue, just kind of like a. I wonder why they chose this direction. Are we gonna see flashbacks every time he goes to the Bacta tank? Like, does it put him in some sort of um, mental paralysis or something that it, mm-hmm. like he just can't help it? Maybe it's healing him mentally, and mm-hmm. that's why he's not as brutal. Is because he's remembering his past, yeah. and you know he's he because when we see Boba Fett in. Uh, the Mandalorian, he's, you know, brutal and angry and mm-hmm. mad that he lost his armor. But, you know, this show takes place after The Mandalorian and he he doesn't seem as brutal. So mm-hmm. I wondered if the Bacta tanks sort of have like a healing effect on mental state. Yeah. I, I mean, you never know, you are submerged underwater. That's true. I wouldn't look too deep into it. It's I feel like that chamber was like somewhat of a healing slash meditation chamber. There's no way but uh, Jabba fit in that thing. So no, I so, think it was customized. Yeah, I think Boba got it as soon as he killed Bib Fortuna. I think he was like, mm. I need to go to the black market and find me a back to tanning bed. He did. What else? What else is in this? Because. I'm probably not remembering in order, but I definitely remember like the significant scenes. Like, goes um, what was it after the meditation chamber? He puts on his armor, and then like he he has like people give him gifts, and there's yes. like that annoying political guy at the end, <laughs> or, or they should should have just shot him. So the next flashback that we get is probably my favorite scene in this whole episode, and we see Boba in the Sarlacc. And the yeah, in, that was one of the, best the interior done. that they did for the Sarlacc, I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine it any other way. Because yeah. you got to think about it. You are in the stomach of this thing. Mm-hmm. And we know that it digests its food for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. It's got teeth everywhere. The one problem I had was a stormtrooper. The first time I watched it, I was like, "How? Why is a stormtrooper down here? Where did he come from? There was no stormtroopers on the cell barge, fine, nothing." But the more Maybe I thought about it, the more I thought about it. We know in Kenobi that the Empire is mm, on Tatooine, most likely on Tatooine. Yeah, which is before Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So what if the Empire was actually secretly doing stuff there? And after Return of the Jedi, you know, they heard that a character with a lightsaber was there, which was Luke, and they got up to Vader, and Vader sent patrols out there, and uh-huh. that stormtrooper was out there and slipped and fell in. Because who else would slip and fall in a Sarlacc pit in Star Wars? A stormtrooper. The worst. And so... And worst it, and famous... It, and and you can say, well, his armor was new, it was shiny, it wasn't... Yeah, but if, if you look at the detail, his armor is already eaten through. Like, there's already acid eating through his armor. So that tells me he's been in there a while, but also, Stormtrooper armor is much weaker than Mandalorian armor. So, that that makes me wonder, like, if he if he fell in after... There, there could be your answer to that. But if he fell in before, maybe it was the same thing, but they were just on patrol. 
they weren't really looking for anybody. They were just on patrol out there. Maybe they were doing stuff out there. Maybe they were in learning about the Sarlacc. Because yeah. we know that the Empire, I mean, they, they tortured creatures and they, you know, anything they want to do, they'll do. So yeah. um, I wonder if they were, I don't know, maybe Palpatine was like, I need a new pet. Go find me a Sarlacc. Do it. And so they were out there looking for the Sarlacc and he slipped and fell in like mm. like a week before Boba did. I mean, you never know. But I, I, yeah. I, I feel like this was a great way to set up and answer it through Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a good way to set that up. But also, I feel like this would be a great way to set up that the Empire is on Tatooine current time mm-hmm. in Boba Fett. The Empire. Uh, no, because this was after Return of the Jedi. So yeah, this is at least five years after Return of the Jedi. So you said like it takes a thousand years for it to digest, and like who knows if that stormtrooper was there since New Hope or even before that. Oh yeah, definitely. Now when yeah. I first looked at, it, I thought it was uh, one of the stormtroopers from the Mandalorian because it kind of mm-hmm. looked like that. But this took before the Mandalorian, so. There's no way it could be one of those remnant troopers unless they were around and nobody knew about it. Yeah. But, like a thousand, I mean, who knows? That stormtrooper could be there like years before mm-hmm. Boba. Yeah. I just liked how, like, it was, they made it like a claustrophobic scene, which is really what oh, it was yes, supposed yes. to be. And then, like, I would Boba, have liked like, to have seen an Easter egg from somebody else that fell in. You know, like a week away or something. <laughs> Already demanding Easter eggs on the first episode. <laughs> but uh, I thought, it, yeah. yeah. So, so then we see Boba wake up, and what I thought was interesting is how he's struggling to breathe. Like, is there no oxygen in the stomach of a sarlacc? I guess not, or maybe like I don't know. It's, it was kind of interesting how they paid attention to detail where they used like the yeah, he took the oxygen, oxygen cord. thing. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know stormtroopers had oxygen cords. Yeah. <laughs> They can't even name. I hate stormtroopers so much, dude. Like they're just so ugly looking, terrible. And your background is a stormtrooper. It is, but this is a Lego stormtrooper. (laughs) It's different. He's got a little martini in his hand. So, so we see Boba take the oxygen cord, and then he, uh, he. I thought it was cool how he just put his fist right through the stomach, Mm. and just like set it on fire. And I believe he killed that Sarlacc on crawling out because when we see him finally dig out of the sand, there's a tentacle laying in the background, and like it's not moving. So that Sarlacc, to me, it says it's dead. Yeah, it looked dead. Yeah, and killed it. You know, I with the I call him Sand Boba. So yes, and you Hasbro's. Yeah, when I seen it, I was like, Hasbro's gonna be on that. Mark my words, it's gonna be around July before they announce it, though. And maybe we'll get our hands on it in 2025. So, um, another Boba. That's what it's gonna be, though. And you know, what? I would buy it because I like that. I liked the the sand all covered in him. I thought that was really cool. I hope they don't mess it up. Because what if they just repaint? They're gonna mess it up. They're gonna repaint the Mando with the mud yeah. over, and that's all they're gonna do. Nope, I can't accept that. I'm not paying that. Too many Bobas for me. But uh, I thought it was cool how. They showed the inside view of a Mandalorian helmet. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I would have such a hard time wearing one of those helmets. Like, how can you mm-hmm. see out of a T? Like, you can't. 
uh, on the cool because what if maybe like his electronics were turned up because how is he gonna like auto lock onto something with his like yeah like by some maybe like we'll see more of it like a T eight and another thing that I noticed through the show when Boba takes his helmet off it's got that uh, airlock sound mm-hmm. like a uh, like, Vader. like Vader had yeah I thought that was pretty cool yeah they did have a lot of attention to detail and what was that after that he woke up right. Well, he, he passed out face down. I caught this on the first episode, mm-hmm. or uh, or the second time I watched it. Yeah, then the ra- the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, no, the, the he, little Jawas. He passed there. out face down, and then we see the next shot is nighttime, and there's a few things in this scene if you paid attention. First of all, you can see smoke coming off of the cell barge mm-hmm. wreckage, so that tells me Boba could not have been down there no more than three days. Mm-hmm. So, there was one thing. He fell that he passed out face down, and then the next shot, he's not even really as close to the Sarlacc pit as he was, and he's face up, still passed out. So that tells me that he woke up and crawled a little bit, tried to get out, and he turned over, tried to get his breath or something, and then passed out again. And that's how the jaw was found him. But who knew that? Jawas were just little jerks. They are like they're they're jerks, man. They they just that's why Mando blew them up in like episode two. They're the just like they're like them. they 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 just showed up and just started stripping him down with his armor, and then when he wakes up, that one just like literally smacks the life out of him. He did. He did get beaten up. He did. Badly. He did. But that goes back to what you said about Boba being handicapped. You got. A, you gotta take you gotta take a step back and look what Boba Fett's mm-hmm. been through. The dude fell in a monster's stomach and was digested for about three days or so. So of mm-hmm. course he's gonna be weak when he comes out and he's not gonna have his strength. Then we 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 get after the jaws, we get the Tuscans that show up. And these look like new Tuscans to me. I'm about positive these are not normal Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh they looked very Emphis Nest to me from Solo. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's like a different cult of Tuscans that are yeah. more tribal and true yeah. to what the Tuscans are because I've never seen a Tuscan wear black robes. Maybe because we've only seen like the, the scouts and stuff. We've never seen like the, the leaders. Well, even at the camp in uh, Attack of the Clones when Anakin was there, when I didn't see any black-robed sand That's people. True. Or maybe they're just different, like you said, like different tribes and stuff. It just depends. We're just probably learning and, a little, a new sector of the... And then we, the we, we... I wonder what that thing was. Was that a carrot that he squirted in his mouth to wake him up? Is that like... I don't even... It was like a water, like a hydration thing. Yeah, like I worm. thought it was it something... like a worm. I thought it was something like, you know, you... you you taste it and you wake up immediately. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something like that. Yeah, it looked like a little worm, to be honest. And then, but not only that, like, back to what I was saying about him being handicapped, this dude was drugged through the desert for who knows how long with no water and two suns beating mm-hmm. down on his bare head. Like, yeah. he had no no cover on his head or nothing. So, of course, he's going to be dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know... You gotta take in consideration if you've been digested for about three days, and you come out, you get smacked in the face with a jaw. Mm-hmm. You get drugged through the sand. 
by raiders. No water for days. I would need back to every 15 minutes too. Yeah, it, went, it was good that they showed like the process of like how he came back because it wasn't like how would I say like uh, the sequel style like oh they just they just got there you know like or like when Finn when he landed or crash landed in Force Awakens like he's just like oh I'm gonna walk all this time and then, like I'm just gonna drink water I'm not gonna get sunburned or anything like that or, or like yeah. monsters. Oh yeah, speaking of the monsters, I'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> yeah, I've got that down here too. So then, then we see the the view of the Tuscan tents and their clothes, and I always thought I thought it was cool how they have like teepees. Mm. I thought that was really cool how the Tuscans, you know, they pitch their tents up with the like Indian tribes. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So then we see that Boba is, you know, he's sitting there wrapped up to the post, and the little kid Tuscan. Um. If you noticed, his stick is not a gaffy stick, but it's shaped like a gaffy stick. So maybe he's like training, with a, yeah. training to use a gaffy stick. But I thought it was funny how all the little kids were just beating up on him, and like, and like, what I think that the Tuscans are doing. I think that they're when they capture these prisoners. I don't think they're necessarily keeping them for prisoner. I think they're that they capture somebody that they find that is worth capturing and trying to put them through trials to see if they're worthy to walk with their pack sort of uh -huh. like i know i'm missing a reference here but there's some sort of pop culture thing that's about that story mm -hmm. i can't think of what it is though but um, but we see uh so they knock him out again yeah. And when he wakes back up, it's not time. And there's the Rodian. There's the Rodian. So, the first word of this whole episode is Rodian. Thank you, people, for listening to us. Fortunately, I'm, a, I'm about convinced that John Favreau or Dave Filoni or somebody is listening to us. Yeah, I hope so. I'd like to have him on the show. I'm about convinced. If you're listening, you know, send me an email and we'll get you on the show tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah, we stop what we're doing. We yeah, I'm, I would even take my laptop to work. Sorry for the interruption. That is my no kid. Worries. He found the door. Oh, you did? Yeah, he found the door. Um, you want to come talk about Boba Fett? <laughs> he changed his mind. It was like, nah, I'll come back when the yeah, series is Yeah. He's like, call me when you're watching The Last Jedi, Dad. <laughs> okay, like, so the first word was Rodian, and then we see, uh, I thought it was funny how he was like, do you want me to cut your bonds? Yeah. Like, who knew Boba had a heart? I mean, yeah, like, I guess he wants to give everybody a fair chance, you know? Yeah, but later on in the episode, we find out that you know, he says he's not about torture, and I think that's got a lot to do with he was tortured himself, so he 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 doesn't want to earn respect that way. Yeah. But uh, no, we see, so we see the massive, which is the uh, dog in the uh -huh. stars. Is it a dog or an alligator? I think it's supposed to be a dog, but it's like a. It looks like an alligator and a lizard and. 
It's like a dog lizard. Yeah, a dog, a dog gator lizard. Mm-hmm. What it is. Anyways, they're called massives. So, mm-hmm. so we see that this one's sitting there guarding him, and eventually Boba wakes him up, and the dog comes over, and I thought it was. I, I really thought that Boba grabbed him and snapped his neck. I really yeah. did. I really did. But then I thought it was. I thought it was pretty interesting how it like when he laid his head down, he like petted him for a second, and then he <laughs> used the the teeth to cut his rope. Uh-huh. So I thought that was pretty cool, I, but I honestly did think that he he snapped his neck. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool scene, but and then he's like, Rodian, you want me to cut your bonds?" And he was like snitching. Yeah, and then he was snitching. He just like automatically turned around and was like, "Hey, hey!" I'm glad he died. You know, but you gotta think about it. Who knows how long this Rodian's been here? And then you got all right. Say the Rodian was there first. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're trying to see if you can earn your freedom. And then you got this new guy that comes in and all of a sudden already takes out a dog and mm-hmm. cuts his bonds and is about to head for the hills. And who's to say he didn't get scared for his life? And was like, you know, if Boba, ex- if this guy escapes, then they're just going to kill me. So I've got to tell him. But either way, they still kill him on the spot if, like, like, because they'll be like, oh, he was helping him, mm-hmm. or something like that. Either way, they're they're, they're Tuscan Raiders. Like, yeah, they're, they're unpredictable. You never know what they're yeah. gonna do. Yeah. So then we uh, we hear uh, Finnick say, "What she say? She say, wake up, boss, mm-hmm. something like that." But what I caught was his back to machine said, "Healing process suspended." Mm-hmm. It didn't say completed. Yeah. So suspended means put on hold. I think that's why he was not really able to fight as good in that fight and had to go right back to the back to tank is because he didn't get his complete healing done in that one session because Finnick yeah. interrupted him. So I think he was running on about seventy five percent health instead of a mm-hmm. hundred. But that that that's that's what I I caught right there, and I also caught how he calls him dreams. I like how he calls his flashbacktus, quote quote, uh, mm. dreams instead of, you know, nightmares or yeah something like that. <clears throat> so um, let's see. I've got on here. I have one note wrote down here, and I don't know what it stands for. Really, <laughs> I was just too excited. I was just writing. Yeah, so, so then we, then we, uh, she's like, everybody's here lined up, ready to pay tribute. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I also liked about Finnick is, uh, when he got out of the back to, like, she turned her back to let him get dressed. I feel like mm-hmm. Finnick, I really don't think she's gonna portray him. I'm sorry. I man. think so. I think so. But I think... they don't agree on the, their, um, strategical, like, um... Like, she's like, you should have killed him. And he's like, nah. And like, stuff like that. I don't think she I do, weak. I she'll do probably wonder. Like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, I feel like eventually she'll just have enough of it. Because she's not being listened to, blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to have a Well, fight. I do wonder how long that Boba and Finnick have actually had a partnership together. Because to me, they seem like friends. They don't seem like partners. Because why else would... And another thing that I call is Boba says, the dreams are back. So that makes me wonder, what other dreams has he had before we seen him have dreams? Maybe after the episode two or something like that. And 
another thing is he finds Finnick, he, he's so close to Finnick that he tells her about the dreams. Like, you know, that that's that there's little bitty breadcrumbs that say that they they have a friendship. Now there's already people out there saying uh, Boba and Finnick are a couple. They're gonna ship them and all this stuff. I just don't no, see that happening. I don't see that either. I just no, don't I... see that happening, and I don't want that to happen. No, it does not need to happen, and I don't think Fabro would let it happen. It's it's that would just create a distraction, and it's like an awkward distraction kind of thing. So then we uh, we see everybody paying tribute, and uh, I liked the the, the Trendoshan. Did you see what they were carrying? What was the Trendoshan? I got, you have to tell me like what they look like. The the Bosk, the species. Oh yeah, the Boskin thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what they offered? Nah. They were offering a Wookie scalp. Like, oh yeah, yeah that hair. Yeah, I remember the hair, and then like I remember like Bubba was saying like even when they're being nice, it sounds like a threat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and but you know in the Clone Wars, the Trendoshans and Wookies they hated each other. Yeah, because like they hunted them. Yeah, and then I thought it was just really cool to see a Trendoshan come in with a Wookiee hide. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's sad because it is a Wookiee. But, eh. uh, <laughs> but, but it's, it's Boba Fett, too. Yeah. What I expect from the Book of Boba Fett is, like, Crown no Lord, Jedi. Like, no, Je- no, no morals, no Jedi. Yeah. Like, it's just... Now this, now, this episode was very, very influenced by the Godfather. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that by watching it because the Godfather is all about the, you know, the honor and the code and the mafia mm-hmm. and the, the black market type yeah. of deals and all that stuff. And this is very, very, very close to that. And I also liked how they called him Lord Fett. Mm-hmm. That's just, that that just makes Boba Fett that more awesome. Lord Fett. Be. Black Series, him on the throne, Lord Fett. Lord Fett. Boom. Yeah. Never happened, but... We should have had that instead of the Rancor. <laughs> well, I think with the Rancor, that one, they should have dropped that price off of it. That, that was way overpriced. And two, they should've should have put sure. at least three Black Series figures with it. Ula, uh-huh. the the Rancor Keeper, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, well, let's Luke. just go four. Two Gamorrean guards. There we go. Or Luke. Or the Luke. A different version because we've already got that loop. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, they could have had. Uh, I mean, they could have had anybody. They could have had a weakway. They could have had a rodian. They could have had a fish, uh, a hammerhead. They could have had a uh, an ishi tib. They could have had a any any species that was in Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. Man, they could have had anybody. It's like they don't know Star Wars. They don't. I'm about convinced they don't. All they see is something on the screen, and they're like, "There it is, Sandy Boba." New figure. Nope. Alright, so then we got uh we got this Twi'lek who comes in and I didn't catch his name. But uh he works for the mayor. Now is yeah. this the mayor for Moss Espa or Moss Osley? I, I assumed it was Moss Espa because that's where they go later on in the episode. But I think the yeah, I think the mayor when you mentioned that I was like the mayor of Tatooine or like because uh, like, cause I didn't know any other city but that one I think it's whatever city they were in well there's it's... a few cities there's Anchorhead there's Moss Espa which is mm-hmm. where we are in this episode there's mm-hmm. Moss Osley which is a new hope there's Moss 
Pelgo, which is that city Cobb Vanth is at, that little town. Um, I know I'm probably missing another one, but so far that's the only ones that I can think of. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Mos Espa, though, because Mos Espa is like the biggest city in Tatooine that I know of. But uh, what do you think about his character? Oh, uh, it's kind of an obviously he played the annoying like suck up like servant slime character. ball. Yeah, I mean, if they killed him on the spot, I'd be like, "Well, that's pretty funny." I like, was really they expecting tra- them to just drop him in the rancor pit. Yeah, I don't. But the rancor is dead, isn't it? Yeah, but who knows what Boba's got down there? True. I don't think he. I think he's. He's gonna try to be like an honorable. Because there is a scene in one of the trailers, and it's got him and Finnick looking down in the rancor pit. So it mm-hmm. makes me wonder if they're sitting there talking about what used to be down there, or if they've got something down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to see on that. We're still on episode one. Yeah, but for a yeah, and so that city that we go to, like I said, was Mos Espa. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on Tatooine, or at least I'm from what I've seen and gathered and all my information and stuff. That's Mos Espa, and we are Tatooine. Yeah. Um. So we uh, we get the two Gamorrean guards who come in uh-huh. and uh, what happened to the big fat slimy Gamorrean guards? You know, it's like after Jabba left, all the Gamorrean guards started going to the gym because <laughs> yeah, it got stimmy or something from the tattooing government. Yeah, they all started going to the gym and working out and getting fit. But, uh, you know, I I really thought, you know, Fennec was like, this is a bad idea to keep him. And Boba's like, will you be loyal if I spare you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I really didn't think they were going to do much. I really didn't. Yeah. yeah. But, but they did. They they came in handy at the last second. Mm-hmm. So then we, we, we get them walking into this city and we walk through the door and we see Max Rebo and a Biff. Playing a new version of the Cantina song. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you catch that? Uh, I have, I have to like listen to the tune because the only thing I focused on was like they had the little blue elephant, and I was like, yeah. And you know, for you guys watching or listening, saying Max Rebo was on the sail barge and it blew up. There's no way he's left. How did Bib Fortuna survive? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So, all we know is he's alive. We do. And, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a new version of the Cantina song. It's, it's like a, a Spanish version of it, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah. then, but this scene gave me, uh, The Last Jedi, when they go into the casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Finn and Rose go in the casino looking for the Master Code Breaker. This scene gave me the same, like, uh, like it felt familiar to me. Yeah. But there were more recognizable creatures in this than there was the yeah. Last Jedi. That's what made mm-hmm. it different. What do you mm-hmm. think about the, uh, the, uh, the two Twi'leks who come up wanting their, ask if they want their helmets polished? What do you think about that shirtless, macho, buff Twi'lek? Uh, yeah, I'm just, like, very, very <laughs> interesting, um... I was like, okay. I was like, it's Star Wars. Anything can happen. Yeah. At the same time, like, why did they like? I mean, I wouldn't trust them with the helmet because what if they just put a bomb in there or something? You know, like. Yeah. 
it felt like what it, what's good about the scene of that if it was their intention that Tatooine is hostile and it's like you can't really trust anyone but at the same time you have to build a relationship with them right. and I was like this could go south because like again like I said they could put a bomb in there or like poison them like gas chamber them in the helmet or like at the, but but at the same time like they, they were just there to polish their helmet and give them money like as like a like, like protection money yeah kind of like um like to sneak it in you know kind of thing yeah you know they walk in and be like you know this is a nice place you got here be ashamed mm-hmm. if something were to happen mm-hmm. you know, where's my protection money yep stuff like that very mafia very mafia and then they lose that money because they get ambushed and who do they lose it to the little jerk jawas did you see them? They were the first ones yeah. to snatch that money up. Those Jawas. They're jerks, man. They are. Jawas are... You know, they're, I'm they're, glad they're they're All I jerks. think about was when the Mandalorian, like, blew, incinerated one of them with one with his rifle. Yeah. That's that's it. That's one, I think that was when the rifle was introduced. What are you talking about? That Jawa just joined the Force. <laughs> he had a bad day. Yeah, he did. He's like, hey, this is a nice rotator cuff link. Boom! <laughs> disintegrated and then I think with the when they got ambushed see like the helmet dropped and then they were fighting I thought the fight scene was good and what was what blew my mind was when the the, the two I forget the names of like the, so the guards came to protect Boba and like help him Gamorrean and then yeah the Gamorreans and then after that two of them escape and then Boba sends Fennec and I'm like, why is she chasing it? Like, why does she, she have her rifle? I'm like, where is her rifle? I was like, yeah. I was just like, she has a sniper rifle. I was like, she could take one down and well, injure the other. I guess they wanted to expand the scene. Well, so that, like, that was uh, so good. That back up just a little bit right here. That uh, the the uh, what would you call it? Because they call this place the sanctuary. So what would you call somebody who runs a sanctuary? I thought the sanctuary place was like in the in the in the building, not like outside. The yeah, building. but I'm talking about the the female Twi'lek who runs it's the chill. place. Her name is Garza Fwip, mm-hmm. and I don't know her title though. Is what I was trying to to you know what what do they call her? But anyways, we see her in the trailer, and there's a scene of her in the trailer, and she she's like talking to another Twi'lek, and then she like looks up like she's shocked. That uh-huh. that scene was not in this episode, so it was probably in another episode. So we are gonna see more of her, and it makes me uh-huh. wonder, why does she look so afraid when she looks up? Because she didn't obviously did not act afraid of Boba. Uh-huh. So it makes me wonder, are we gonna see Cad Bane? Are we gonna uh-huh. see Bosk? It's too early. Are we gonna it's see Dingar? Are we gonna see Mace Windu? Oh like don't don't hype it up, man. I don't want to be responsible for this the destruction of Rodian Radio. No. It's gonna be Chewbacca and Han Solo. Because why would a Wookiee come to tattooing? That's what we're gonna see. She's gonna look up, she's gonna see Chewbacca, she's gonna see Harrison Ford. Well the aged Harrison Ford. I wouldn't I honestly do not want to see that because it's like we've seen him so much in the trilogy that it's. I just feel like it'd be 
because because I feel like they, it's it's really really they're gonna really have to play off the the CGI in the face because like with Luke it was an exception because like it was the guy kind of looked like him and then second of all it was like towards the end of the season you know like he he didn't really like do much because like with Han like he just like took off his robe and started talking but with Han Solo I don't think it's just gonna be talking you know there's gonna be like scenes going on and then like i feel like you can you're gonna catch the like the fake because if we if i'm, I'm gonna be skipping ahead a little bit but because the last scene i guess one of the last few scenes of the show like <laughs> the the creature looking thing looked like that thing from mortal kombat <laughs> was and like, Goru. <laughs> yeah i was like this this one is, i was like why does this one look off for some reason uh, i don't know maybe it was like the lighting and stuff but sure if we see them chewbacca on so i would that's interesting but at the same time like it's not going to be as revolutionary as when <clears> luke because <throat> i feel like i i that expectation i have well when for... when when they walk outside the building there's a creature in the background who's the same mm-hmm. species as imbo mm-hmm. uh imbo's the the bounty hunter from the clone wars who wears the the Chinese samurai kind of looking hat mm-hmm. and he, he uses it as a weapon he's got the crossbow mm-hmm. and uh, so we're gonna see an imbo I mean why would why would they, why would they put in a species in the background if they're not gonna uh, have an imbo wait let's see it's it's kind of hard to like predict with the first episode yes but exactly it's it, but you can like um, but hey this is what we do here style. on Rodian Radio this is what we do we we nitpick and anything Star Wars from a 30 second trailer we rip it to shit to shreds and dissect it piece by piece that's what you know us Star Wars fans do and unfortunately there's a lot of people who nitpick for the wrong reasons yeah but we're not one of those people well I'm not I don't know about you I don't I don't see anything bad with the episode or series i guess so far because they're heading into the right direction right it's just that like we're nitpicking like the small things like not not story-wise but like for example like with like you were saying earlier about like why they like why did they show this character and like maybe like if well, they're not going to introduce it later or like with me like why is Fennec chasing them with when she has a sniper rifle like that kind of thing like like little things so I think serious. back to what I said when they walk outside, there's mm-hmm. there's like two shots of Boba and Fennec talking, and you can see the Gamorrean guards behind them, and then mm-hmm. the next shot, nowhere, they're yeah, absolutely they nowhere. They just completely disappeared. So mm-hmm. where did they go? That was my question. Mm-hmm. Where did they go? Maybe, maybe they, they just maybe they maybe they decided to just not do what Boba says and. Take up the Garza Whip's offer about getting hosed down and fed. Maybe they're just like, hey, he's not looking, let's go. Yeah, what if, um. I, yeah, that, that, that scene did create a diversion of, like, oh, they just left him. But at the same time, like, they brought value to the characters because, like, then, like, they. Yeah, they made him loyal. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a smart way to introduce it. Yeah. And so so then we see that these people attack Boba and, uh, you know, you got to keep in mind, let's break down this fight here, you know, because people are saying, you know, Boba's handicapped through this. Boba didn't fight good. What was up with the fighting? Let's break this down here. 
So you've got these six guys, six or seven guys, who all put shields up in front of you. All right. Boba's first reaction is he shot a rocket at the shield, and it came back and it hit him in the face. So he took damage from his own rocket. So right there, he's already down in the fight. And Finnick took some damage, too. Uh, I don't know why he didn't just fly. Maybe it damaged his jetpack. Maybe, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, maybe maybe like it short-circuited his jetpack, because we already know he's got problems with it, because of Han mm-hmm. Solo. Oh, yeah, maybe that's... Yeah, and so... I didn't really see him use it, yeah, yeah. And so we... So, th- so then, they, you know, they start fighting and stuff, and he's taking a lot of hits with these... Uh, these uh, stunning sticks or whatever they're mm-hmm. using. He's taking a lot of hits. And at one point, he's got... I'm pretty sure he's got two sticks on him electrocuting him, and he's sitting there holding his weight. Like, he's not mm-hmm. budging. Mm-hmm. And Fennec is taking some hits, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, uh, so you gotta keep in mind, right before the fight, you know, he friendly fired on himself and took you know, damage on his own self. So he's probably running at maybe a 35% chance of winning this fight now as to opposed to a hundred. Yeah. And so, you know, you're getting hit with all these electricity and, you know, you got Fennec running around doing what Fennec does. And, you know, I don't know where the Gamorreans come up. And if it wasn't for the Gamorreans, do you think they were there to kill Boba or capture him? Because we did see they did hear that slime ball of a toilet say... Don't be surprised if you get another uh, declaration or something from the mayor or whatever. And then he walks out. So I'm assuming that these people work for the mayor and they were there to assassinate Boba. Mm. I don't think think they were there to capture him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So then maybe like in the next episode they're going to deal with the mayor. But why would they have concussion sticks if they were going to kill him? That doesn't make sense. Maybe they don't have guns or something like that. I don't Maybe know. Like, they, don't. They, they were just they were assassins, basically. So the the guards, I learned that the Gamorrean guards are actually really good fighters. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very handy to have around. And just mm-hmm. think about that. Boba Fett walking around with two Gamorrean guards. Do you know how mm-hmm. awesome that is? This is Star Wars stuff that I have, that you just dream about. Like, you never mm-hmm. believe you're going to see it. Yeah, never thought I'd hear Lord Fett. I never thought I'd Lord see Boba Fett. Fett again. I never Honestly. thought I'd see Boba Fett on a throne, much less mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt's. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, it's a very interesting take. Yeah, and so we, we got... So there you go. That's why Boba is probably, you know... And you got to keep in mind, he did get hit by a rocket. That's why he's like, I got to go back to the Bacta. Get me back to the Bacta. Because maybe he, maybe you know, it punctured his lung or something. Because he, I mean, that that rocket was no more than four feet away from him. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> then we see the the guy climbing on the roof, and he just sticks his rocket launcher up there. Yeah, and then he flamethrower just blew him up, yeah. boom. I thought that was great. You know, there's your ruthless Boba. That's what would have happened if he hadn't got hit in the first ten mm-hmm. seconds of the fight. There's your Boba. The and was good. <clears throat> do what? The fight scene was good. It, it was good. Yes, it was, it was good. After you sit there and you watch it and you break it down. Because I remember the first time watching, I was like, eh, I don't know. He kind of seems like they dialed him back a little bit. But then after yeah. I watched it several times and I, I listened to other people kind of explain it and break it down, I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Uh-huh. Now I can now I can agree with that. And this is why we're doing these after shows is for people like me who don't, who, who 
you know, are not very impressed by something or is yeah. impressed by something and you want to break it down, you can listen to us and or any podcast or show or for that matter because I do that anyways. I listen to about three different ones a week. Mm. And uh, shout out Rebel Force Radio. Shout out Cantina Cast. And uh, what's the other one that I listen to? I can't remember. But <laughs> no. it's early in the morning. No worries, no worries. So, um, so then we, we hear Boba say, Fennec, alive. So, you know, that, that leads me to the, they're going to interrogate one yeah. of them. What do you think about that parkour run? Parkour run? What's that? The, the chasing, Fennec chasing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I kind of was like, I was like, okay, like, she doesn't have a rifle, I guess. Like, I guess she just left it in the car or whatever. And Did she have like, it walking into the building? I don't remember seeing her have it. I don't know why she would leave without it. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but I guess she, they were trying to go peacefully because I don't think Boba had his gun either. He, he just had his like yeah. So I, he I had guess. it. Well, he had his side hip blaster, but he didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I mean, let's face it. Does Boba really need a gun when you got knee darts and you got wrist darts and you got rocket on your back and you got a side on damage? Back. Yeah. <laughs> he needs all the help he can get right now since he's handicapped. But yeah, I thought the fight scene was good. Like the, like the stunt stunt coordination was good, and it didn't feel like cheesy or sloppy or anything like that. This is like, I I just like thought within those seconds like okay she doesn't have her gun I guess she has to chase them. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was good that she when she caught them that she didn't take both of them alive she like killed one and then yeah, left the other. Yeah, that was one. a smart so, move. Yeah, it was a smart move. So then we so, see, uh, you know, this this scene really reminded me of how we see Finnick in the Bad Batch. Uh-huh. You know, running on rooftops, very Batman-like. Uh-huh. I, I liked how can we can know we know that right off the bat, this character's or Fennec's character is really good because we saw her in Mandalorian and and we saw her more in the background in the Clone Wars. So it backs up like all her skills. You mean the Bad like Batch? That. I'm sorry, yeah, Bad Batch. And so the same thing. It's like Clone Wars. I, I like can just that. hear. I can just hear somebody. He got it wrong. He got it wrong. It's not the Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars extension. Bad Batch. I have mixed feelings about that show. I can like. I can like. There's good and bad on that show. But anyways, like I was saying, like yeah. So she has a lot of like. She has a lot of depth to the character now. Like, it's not just, like, like this is an OP, like, you know, person that just came in right off the bat. Like, oh, it's been here since. She's been around for basically almost two years, technically. Yeah, technically, but in, in, a, in, in, a, in a cinematic term, she's been around since the rise of the Empire. Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. So, <clears throat> so, um, I... So then we get the Gamorrean guards taking Boba back to his back. And what I thought was funny is how they're just, like, peeling his armor off and just chunking it wherever. Like, they're not even mm-hmm. carefully sitting it down. They're just, yeah. you know, we don't need that. don't need that. And then they throw him in the back to tank and, like, half his armor's still on. I'm like, what? It was urgent. Yeah. And then I think it was the flashback was the last yeah, scene Yeah, the got, flashback yeah. was the last scene that we got from the thing. So uh, we get... We get Boba back at the Tuscans and and uh, back prior to the the flashback of him 
when he escaped and ran off, and he gets confronted by those Tuscans, and it's a trial by combat, and mm-hmm. Boba just completely, you know, gets knocked out. That was actually, if I'm not mistaken, that was a female Tuscan Raider. That was not a male Tuscan Raider that was challenging him. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, like, after Boba gets defeated, like, the main chieftain of the Tuscans, like, he he kind of acts like he's disappointed and like this was, you know, like a, a test to see how Boba Fett's going to do, what he can do with a stick, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just little things like that you pick up on. Um, yeah, like I was, I did see like, like the, the, the main, I guess like the main Tuscan Raider, like the chief wasn't impressed. Yeah. So I guess there was like some, and then it also made me think like maybe like he, like you said earlier, I think before the episode that he learns their ways because he has like their weapon and kind of like their cloak style. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, like, not only that, if you're a Tuscan Raider and you find somebody who crawled out of a Sarlacc pit, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, he's probably worth keeping around. Yeah. So, so we get uh, the the little kid Tuscan, and uh, mm-hmm. they take the prisoners out. I don't know why the kids over the prisoners. I didn't understand that, but maybe they're teaching them like how yeah, to maybe maybe, like, maybe it's a Tuscan law or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so we got the Tuscan and the massive, and they're taking them out to the desert, and we come up yep. on this uh, this little town or this little building. And I'm, excuse me, I'm gonna be honest. I really thought this was the Lars Homestead. Because it looked very similar to the Lars mm. Homestead. But yeah, it's, like not. From... it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's completely like different. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were going to like burn the building, but they just like kicked the guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah I guess that's the same treatment. Well, that gang is actually, I'm pretty sure they're Nictos, mm-hmm. which is a, a race in Star Wars. It's a species. Yeah. I'm not real sure where we've seen them before at. Um, Clone Wars, probably. Either Clone Wars or the Mandalorian. Um I don't. I want to say it might be the same creatures in the Mandalorian episode when um, season two, episode fifteen, I believe, when they're at the Imperial base and they go undercover. Him and Mayfield, they go undercover in the Imperial armor. Could be. Yeah, I think those, those those pirates. I think those are the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I think that's what so. those are. But. Uh, so there was the introduction of this new gang. They're going to come into play sooner or later. We're, we're going to see them again. And we're going to have to find out how Boba Fett knows Cobb Vanth. Because when he confronts Mando, he says, I want my armor you got from Cobb Vanth. So how does he know Cobb Vanth? My prediction is, you know, Cobb Vanth and Moss Pelgo, they've got a problem with the Sand People. What if Boba was in the tribe that attacked them? Maybe. Maybe they have some personal beef. Yeah. No way. That's interesting. Yeah, that that would explain how he knows Cobb Manth has the armor. So that that would be pretty cool. So yeah. they take him out. The prisoner, the, the little kid takes him out, the Rodian and Boba, to the sand and wants him to dig for water. Now, I felt this kind of confusing the first time I watched it. I was like, why is there water pods throughout Tatooine in the sand? Tatooine. But, you know, it makes sense. And another question I had was, how do they drink the water when they got these masks on? Like, uh... Don't know. So... That's like... Real 
sorry for everybody who's listening on the podcast. The uh, recording just cut off, so we're going to have to make uh, part one and two of this. Uh, we know we're running a little bit long, but this is the first episode of a 40-year speculated character, so cut us some slack. <laughs> so, okay, so back what I was saying is we see these water pods in Tatooine. I'm like, how do the Tuscans drink these waters? But if you look on the top of the pods, there's a clip or shot that shows the top of the pod, and it's got like a hole cut out, and it looks yep. like it fits their mask. Hmm. That, you know, because they got a little drinking hole right there on their mask or anything but another thing that i thought you know why are there pods of water just buried throughout tattooing you know and nobody knows about it what if this is a tuscan knowledge and nobody knows about it because only tuscans do because they've been around for so long we don't yes. yeah maybe because but. we know so little about tuscans i mean who knows what how long they've been around and what they know yeah so i could see that so then, then we see Boba look at the massive, and I thought it was funny. He's like, "No hard feelings, mate." I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, so then he's like, he's talking to the radio, uh, the Rodian, and he's like, "You know, we could have just made it out of here if you would have kept your mouth shut." And I love how the Rodian just instantly turns around and just starts cussing him out. He's like, "You slimo." He does say slimo if you caught that slimo. But I'm like, you know, this Rodian is for sure cussing Boba out. Like he's no yeah. doubt sitting there just cussing Boba. Should have just died, honestly. So, that and was, man, that's so then, then we get the Sand Beast. We get uh, the Mortal Kombat. Game. To me, this is a very, very, very referenced and influenced by uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Clash of the Titans, and Conan mm-hmm. the Barbarian. Yeah. This was a very, very Conan the Barbarian thing. But, you know, at first I seen it and I was like, uh, this doesn't work. CGI is kind of choppy on this. But the more I watched it, I'm like, you know, this is actually pretty cool. It, you know, it it tells how how strong Boba actually really is. Mm. And he he has the the Leia choking out Jabba moment. Mm. But yeah. you know, it shows how smart Boba is. Um, because he took it down with a chain. I mean, yeah. So we see that in. Uh, R.I.P. Rodian. The Rodian just... <laughs> that one needed to die. We need a, we need a cool Rodian. The, the uh, Rodian just ate the dirt. Dude. So, then, uh, so then we get Boba. He he, uh, he chokes out the monster. And I thought him standing up on the way that they camera angled that, that was just an awesome shot with the, the mm-hmm. deep music coming in the background. And he looks at the Tuscan kid and he's like, you know... You, you could tell that this is the moment Boba reclaimed his power. Mm-hmm. Because this whole episode, he's just been drug around. Yeah. And, and, you know, kicked and beaten. And and so, the, this is like, to me, this is the moment where Boba's like, I'm back. Because he holds he holds the chain and he's like, yeah. and the kid, the death stare. <laughs> but uh, this kid, he, they run to the, the tribe and the kid's got the head. I wonder how they cut the head off. Maybe with the chains, like, saw it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, now that I think about it, you know, there is a shot. It shows the neck of the beast, and it's kind of jagged, so. Yeah. So, um, so then, then we see uh, the chief walk over to Boba, and uh, doesn't even say anything, doesn't even look at him, just hands in the water pot. And Boba, just, he's just happy to get a drink of water because he yeah. takes it, and he says... The Rodian Radio. 
He does say smile. that. That was the perfect moment to put ah, Tatooine. That would have been great. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool how he was like just saying oh. that was great. So now that we covered the episode, so there's what would the you episode. rate that? What would you rate it out of ten? I would rate this episode ten of, being great or ten being perfect and like one being the lowest too. I would rate this episode an eight out of ten. I was gonna say eight out of ten too. Like not gonna like I was yeah. saying like I was borderline like seven and a half, but I was like for a starter episode like that. And in Boba Fett, like they explained a lot of things mm-hmm. within thirty minutes. If if you recap it, so yes. yeah, I give it I give it a solid eight. Yeah. I don't know what people are saying. Like, I've seen a lot of reviews about it where people are just hating on it and bashing on it, and just. But you gotta understand, this is the first episode. This is an episode that answers a lot of questions that we've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, this is an episode that you get to see flashbacks of Boba Fett. And I called it in one of the earlier episodes that we're going to see Boba Fett Return of the Jedi and in Empire Strikes Back. And we've already seen Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi. In the first five minutes, we've seen him. Yeah. And um, so I think another flashback is going to be the Empire. But I would rate this episode an 8 out of 10. The only downside I had to it is, yeah, it was a little on the short side for a first episode. For a first episode. Yeah. And... Sort of the the dialogue, some of it didn't really need to be said. Like, um, like for example, when he's like, "You want me to dig for water?" and the rodeo is just like, "Oh, I know what to do." Just starts digging, like stuff like that. Just just little bitty stuff. Um, but that's about the only problems that I had with it. After I rewatched it for the fifth time, I'm like, you know, this is, it's a great episode. It's a great think- start episode. I think the only problem I had was just with Fennec, like, again, with the gun, no gun thing. But then, like, Boba didn't have a gun, so I was like, I guess he countered it. And then and then the Boba with the jetpack, but I was like, Han Solo damaged the jetpack, so maybe, like, it's still in, like, the re- repairing phase. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it had, it had a good pace. There wasn't anything rushed. Like, I, I, I was a little nervous that the, the whole scene with the Tusken Raiders, like, the kid was just going to be annoying. And, like, there was no... Purpose. You know, for a split second, I'm not going to lie. And you're going to completely just derail what I'm about to say. <laughs> for a split second, I thought, is that Omega? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with the show. We're going to have a quick discussion after. We will see you next week. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but for real, though, no. like, I, I was thinking about there for a second because I'm like, you, no you know, because when Boba's running off and you see the Tuscan, like, just staring at him and it, and it has that, that side view of him, like, like, she's just, like, the kid's just sort of attracted to Boba in some sort of way. I was like, you know, maybe that's Omega. Maybe she can tell he's a clone because she could tell Rex was a phase one clone. I mean, but then I'm like, ah, and then, yeah, they're going to have, yeah, that doesn't even make sense yeah. why Omega would be with the Tuscans. You were right. I was going to grill you on that. Because I was, I was like, well, I'm like 99.9999% if that is Omega, I'm done. I really don't think we're going to see Omega in live action and it won't be for I, like I another five years or so. I do believe we will get her, but not at the moment. I, yeah, I can see it happening. I think it would be in like 
some sort of new show that we haven't even heard of yet. So we need a live action Clone Wars show. That's not the movies. Oh man, I would completely die. Like that would just that would kill me. Seeing a live action God, Clone Wars movie. Yeah, we need to see like the five journals of the five hundred and first or something like that. Oh, know. that would be awesome. Uh, from like day one to the or to sixty six or something like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but there you have it, folks. There's uh, there's episode one or chapter one of the book of Boba Fett, Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, just to go back on one of the previous episodes when I found uh, that uh, that website, Giant Freaking Robot, who gave us the uh, the titles. Uh, yeah, they were wronged. They they were wrong. There was nothing about that title that was even remotely close to what they put on their website. So, so, uh, but we really do appreciate everybody listening. If you enjoy our show, uh, find us on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And uh, uh, if if your podcast platform of choice allows you to leave reviews and subscribe to us, please leave us a review. We really appreciate it. We uh, any reviews we get, we'll we'll you know say them on the show, so you mm-hmm. can. Hear them over the show. Um, find us on YouTube. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we're doing a giveaway of one of our Rodian Radio uh, Wolfpack hoodies. If we can get our YouTube to 100 subscribers, so make sure you hit this. 100 people. Yes, and you can't be 15 accounts from the same person. <laughs> so we uh, we get us there, and we will do this giveaway to one of our listeners. Um, Make sure you hit the notification bell also on YouTube. That way you're, you're notified whenever our videos come up. Yeah, please. Um, you know, same thing with Instagram. Make sure you turn the notifications on there every time we post something. Uh, we post pretty frequent, frequently on Instagram and Twitter. Um, see, there's something else I was trying to say. Oh, look for me at ICCCon in Nashville, Tennessee. I will be there on April 30th, which is a Saturday, 2022. Um, get your tickets at icccon.com uh, if you want to meet Rodian and Radio. We, uh, if you want to buy some of our merchandise, you can go to our Instagram and check it out there. Um, let's see, what else? I thought there was something else that was very important, and it has slipped my mind. And I hope you guys have a happy new year. <laughs> you guys have a happy new year, and uh, we really appreciate everybody watching our shows and listening. And uh, Make sure you you comment on our videos on YouTube. We we would love to see your comments. You know, comment on these after shows, what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. We really appreciate any support and interaction with our listeners because we did this for you guys and for ourselves because I like to. This is fun. Yeah. This is fun. I, I texted Danny last night and I was like, you know, I was like, you know, can't record Wednesday, and then I'm like, can't record Thursday. I'm like, can, know. You re- can you record late Thursday because I'm about to die not talking about both. <laughs> and then we, we plan to record, and no internet. So uh, so here we are Friday morning. No here we are Friday morning. So we'll try to get these after shows out yeah. within the first day of them Definitely coming out. Definitely before the next episode. Yeah, out. most likely, yes. Um, so until next time, this is... Uh, Rodian Radio. I'm Chase. This is Danny. And may the force be with you here on Rodian Radio. Mm-hmm.